Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Let's get into it. So I'm continuing the uh, series from Instagram. Uh, yesterday, I believe we hit on ego and competitiveness, um, high-value women, and top three mentors. Um, I got a couple more topics that I wanted to cover with you guys today. The first one, this one's, this one's interesting. Um, it was both psychology and philosophy. And the art of seduction, uh, which was a question from MK, um, and you know, psychology and philosophy. You know, obviously, those are those are broad, broad topics. I don't, I don't know where we're going to begin or end with either of those. Um, you know, from a philosophical standpoint, I was always a big fan of dualism. You know, the fact that there is a clear dichotomy between the body and the spirit, a man's corporal, you know, vessel and his soul. Um, you know, and that's obviously so much we could get into with philosophy, you know, psychology specifically, um, psychology, I believe to be a very flawed and imperfect or imperfect science. Um, I have beef with the psychological and psychiatric, uh, institutions and schools of thought, uh, in the, in this country, not to say that there isn't value in learning psychology, uh, and understanding how people think. Uh, but I believe that it's been nearly weaponized against the general populace, and uh, that it's pretty much owned by Big Pharma. I know that's more on the end of psychiatry, but psychology also plays a role in that. I also find, and you know, this is just my experience. This is not to discredit anybody else's experience. But for me, talk therapy was utter and complete bullshit. So um, there's so many different things we could get into psychology and philosophy. However, uh, the second part of that question was the art of seduction. So I know that this might be a book, and to be honest with you, it's a book that I've never even read. Um, however, um, I feel like I've been, <laughs> you know, I'm married now. I got a baby on the way, you know, so this is a, this is a touchy subject. Um, but you know, back when I was dating and thinking even back to when I had my first date with my wife, you know, um, you know, in terms of being a man, in terms of being a seductive man, I've never thought that I was the best looking guy or, you know, had the best body or best anything, really. There's a lot of guys out there that are far more successful than me. But, I, you know, I had a pretty high rate of success when I was single. And I've got a very high rate of success with my wife now. Like I said, we just, you know, announced yesterday that we're having our first baby. You know, so it, uh, I think I'm, you know, I could be wrong. But I think I'm able to keep her constantly engaged and interested and seduced, so to speak. Uh, so, you know, this is an interesting topic to, to talk about. But I, I think it could be a helpful one for some guys out there that, uh, you know, are looking to attract a mate. And again, this isn't to be used, uh, this isn't to be used flippantly um, and just to hook up. You know, I think that the art of, really the art of subduction is being able to seduce and keep somebody interested long-term. I think any guy, you know, with enough practice can seduce a woman short-term and gain their interest maybe for a day or two or a week or two. But how many of you guys listening, you know, this is really for you guys listening right now that seem to find yourself in a couple week, couple month long relationship. And then the woman falls out of interest. Well, that's, you, you have a master, the art of seduction. So, you know, I think that there's initial seduction and that I think there's prolonged sustained seduction. And again, this is right off the top of my head, man. This is, I never plan anything out. I read literally out of my notepad in my book. I'm sorry, my phone, and we start ripping. So I think there's initial seduction, and I think there's prolonged sustained seduction. So I think initial seduction, guys, one major, major skill. If I could teach you any skill 
uh, on this call today is is intense eye contact. Intense, sustained eye contact. Now, I'm not saying sit across the bar from a stranger and stare at them at all. But when you introduce yourself to, and this works in business too. This works with men in business against other men or other women in business that, you know, not necessarily trying to seduce them long-term for sex or a relationship, but a, a business relationship. On the introduction, I can't stress to you enough the power of a, with a woman, you know, from a man to a woman, a firm, but not too firm, you know, you're not trying to crush her petite little hands, but a firm handshake and direct eye contact, very direct eye contact where you confidently introduce yourself. This is a lost art because many of you are used to interacting with one another behind a screen and you've lost the ability to maintain sustained eye contact. Eye contact is huge. So upon the introduction, maintain sustained eye contact. Don't look down. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't look up. Look directly in her eyes. When she is speaking to you or you are speaking to her, put yourself in a position where you are across from one another. I would never have a first date side by side at a bar. If I had to, I would be facing her nearly the entire time. So prolong sustained eye contact during conversation. Staring at them, not at, not necessarily even staring, but focusing in. Like furrow your brow a little bit and squint your eyes a little bit like you're really trying to understand what they're trying to tell you because you should. Everybody wants to be listened to and everybody wants to be heard. And prolonged sustained eye contact lets them know that you're engaged in what they have to say. And thus it makes it makes them feel valuable, makes them feel heard, it makes them feel important. So prolonged sustained eye contact is huge, huge. Again, don't widen your eyes and I'm talking about a very smooth stare, a very focused, tilt your head down slightly, not a, like a psychopath, but an ever so slight tilt down and a deep, long look into somebody's eyes. Another thing that you can do is when introducing yourself, if you're a bigger guy like me, I have a tendency sometimes to lean my head back and my neck to the side. It's a, it's a primordial indication that I trust you. I'm exposing my neck to you and it's, 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 it activates in this person's lizard brain that I'm the bigger animal here and I trust them with my neck. They have nothing to worry about with me. Little, tiny, subtle, very small. I'm not saying like lean your head back and show them your neck. I'm saying that sometimes I'll lift my chin and expose my neck to certain people that I want to feel comfortable around me as opposed to threatened or intimidated. But sometimes intimidation is a good thing when it comes to seduction. Not serial killer intimidation, although I know that there's a lot of women out there that have uh, fantasies for some reason. That speaks to the irrationality of the feminine side that, you know, guys can rape and mutilate women by the hundreds and, and women will fawn over them on a documentary. But anyways, it's neither here nor there. Uh, there should be an element of intimidation. Women want to feel protected and women can't feel protected by somebody who's not strong and capable of violence. If you are not strong or you are incapable of violence, it's going to be very difficult for you to attract a high value woman. Despite, you know, I know the whole argument for this are the Pete Davidsons and that's, that's a CIA psyop. It totally is. There's no way Kim K is genuinely 
attracted to that little weirdo and the only reason you are is because they've been shoving the beta male complex down your throat for the past 20 years in sitcoms, reality TV shows, TV, movies, That's you're just brainwashed. You don't actually think that's attractive. Go ahead and let the apocalypse happen. Let me see you go run into some motherfucker that looks like Pete Davidson. <laughs> Come on now. Don't fool yourself. Get your head out of your ass. So, you know, like I was saying, good eye contact, strong eye contact, seeming non-threatening, but also a little intimidating. Non-threatening, that's the key there, is being a little non-threatening, but also a little bit intimidating, right? There should be an aura of mystery surrounding you. There should be an aura of mystery surrounding you. And the easiest way to cultivate an aura of mystery is to ask more questions and talk less. Very simple. Ask more questions and speak less. And if you are speaking, you're asking a question and a follow-up question based on their response. Again, this increases their engagement. This lets them know that you're listening to them. See, I should write a book, huh? You guys should be foaming at the mouths right now, boys. It lets you know you're listening to them. But it also cultivates an air of mystery. Why? Because you're not talking about yourself. You're not talking about yourself. And if the conversation turns towards you, another effective measure is to quickly answer the question, but what, you know, give an answer that does indeed answer the question, but quickly turn the conversation back to them. So what do you know? So what do you do for work? Well, you know, I own a couple companies, a life insurance company, a consulting company, uh, blah, 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 blah. You know, I got a podcast, stuff like that. But anyways, I want to hear more about uh, what you, you said you were in, in accounting. Like, how do you keep engaged when you're dealing with numbers all day? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to flip the conversation right back to her. So good eye contact, strong introduction, um, being intimidating yet non-threatening. Okay, you don't want to give off serial killer vibes, and if she's into that, run. Hit hit the other, hit the bricks, champ. Okay, get away from that. You know, asking more questions and speaking less, and turning the conversation frequently back to her. I know you're going, you're going to have an urge. I mean, look at this. Eight years out of the game, I still got it because this is just like business, dude. The art of seduction in relationships is the same as the art of seduction in business. <laughs> I know you're going to want to talk about yourself. I know it. I know you're going to want to talk about yourself. Do not talk about yourself. Okay? At least not for a while. Give it a couple dates and then start opening up a little bit. But one thing, one critical mistake that a lot of men make early on in a relationship, and I know this is sad, but they show too much vulnerability. They show too much vulnerability. Women do not, I don't care what they say, okay? I don't give a shit what they say. Everybody's brainwashed. They don't know what they actually want. Women do not want men that are overly vulnerable because it could be perceived as weakness. Women want strength and security. They want to know that they've got somebody that has their back that could support them. And when shit hits the fan, is not going to be hiding behind them? So you have to be careful with the degree of vulnerability. I think that there's a lot to be said with, you know, uh, facilitating, you know, the mutual trust between two people through vulnerability, but we don't want to become openly vulnerable too soon in the engagement with this person. That's more into the sustained seduction end. But, you know, a lot of guys will blow this on the first or second attempt. 
Um, what else? Simple things. Pulling the chair out for her. Opening doors for her. Be how you treat wait staff. You're out on a date. How do you treat the wait staff? How do you treat the wait staff? And I still do this with my wife now. You know, anywhere we go, it's not just because we tip well, although that, I'm sure that is a reason. I tip 30% in most occasions, 30 or 40%. Because you get all kinds of perks, dude. We'll do that so much. Well, I like people knowing my name and my order and everything before I even sit down. You know what I'm saying? But another part of that is how you treat the wait staff. If you treat and make people feel good, she's going to see and respect that. She's going to see and respect that. Plus, it's going to make you look important, man. You know what I'm saying? It's going to make you look important. going to make you look like you're somebody. Um, Man, I could go on with that. I didn't even realize it's opened up a whole bag with this one. Uh, man, what else for the art of seduction? You know, I think your physical appearance, your, oh, here's a good one, guys. The first line on your resume with a woman is your physical appearance. Let me say that again. The first line on your resume when dating with women is your physical appearance. That's the first line on your resume. You know, make sure you've got good fitting clothing. You know, even if you don't have the, the, the ideal physique, Clothing, hair, beard, trim, shaved, looking good can make a big, big difference for you. Um, I suggest you play to your strengths. Play to your strengths. You know what I mean? If you've got a little bit of a gut, don't wear tight clothes. Dumbass. Wear something looser, but still not super loose. You know what I'm saying? Like, wear a t-shirt that might accentuate your shoulders and your chest a little bit more than your gut. You know, if you're one of those dudes that's skinny and wiry and you got veins, show off, I can't stress this enough, show off your forearms, bro. Show off your forearms and your hands. Get your forearm, roll your sleeves up. A nice dress shirt, button down with your sleeves rolled up where you got your veins popping out of your forearms and your hands, it's game over. It's game over, but play to your strengths. Play to your strengths. You know, if your beard is patchy, shave that shit, please. Oh my God, guys. If you have a patchy beard, shave it today. Shave it. I look back at old pictures of me where mine was kind of patchy. I'm like, why didn't one of my friends or somebody who gave a shit about me and cared about me and loved me tell me to shave that off? You know what I'm saying? Get rid of the beard if it's patchy. Man, and I've got a call here in five minutes, but um, that's some good stuff short term. I think you just take that stuff right there. You just take that. And you run with that, it'll be a game changer for you. Game changer. I might only be 30, man, but I'm almost 30. I've lived a lot of life. I've had a lot of experience, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, this shit works. And then, uh, what else? Long-term sustained, I think, just always date. Just always be dating, always be engaging, always be eye contact. And even I could get better at this sometimes. You get comfortable with somebody you get lured into a state of everything's okay. They're going to be there tomorrow. You got married and blah, blah, blah. I think a lot of marriages start falling apart because both men and women stop bringing their A game that they brought to their first couple dates. You know, if you bring that same energy, you match that same energy from your first, second date with your partner, your loved one, your spouse, start doing that more often. That's all you need. That's all you need. But man, I guess that's... uh. That's all we really got into today. We got through one topic, but it was a good one. The art of seduction, baby. 
Let me know what you guys think. I would love to hear your feedback on this one, especially from the ladies. Ladies, let me know what you guys think about this. Uh, give me some feedback or maybe even some things you guys you know, want to add to this and I could do an Art of Seduction Part 2. All right, let's get it. Love you guys. Peace.